Welcome to this message by Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo. Bishop Edwin Ogo is a seasoned minister of the Word of God whose messages on Christian living, church building, and the work of the ministry are a great inspiration to ministers all over the world. He pastors the Mackinac Cathedral in Oyibi, where he ministers powerfully in various services, transforming lives and raising zealous church workers. You will experience the transformational force and power of God's word as he ministers passionately to you today. Be blessed as you listen. Oh, 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 never quite you, right? 
same again those online your life will never be the same again the song she just sang is titled Pentecost fire yes that's the fire that has lasted for 2,000 years and it's still burning your fire will not end with you amen I said your fire will not end with you amen I said your fire will not end with you Amen. first of all you are catching fire in this conference Amen. I said you are catching fire in this conference Amen. coldness is gone Amen. dullness is gone Amen. calmness is gone Amen. 
gentility is hey, gone. Amen. Diplomacy is hey. gone. You are now a wild sniper, ah. a wild soldier, amen. A wild shepherd, amen. I see you killing lions, amen. Receive it now. I receive it. Oh, please be seated. Let's spend some few minutes together and then we will end the day. But it's awesome. Can you clap your hands again for the message we had this evening? Beautiful time. How different people were called. I am back with the subject of the great shepherd. Because it is my way of prophesying to you that that is what your ministry will be you will be described as a great shepherd yes. and remember I said this morning a great shepherd will automatically must be a good shepherd you must be good to be great you must be good and you must be a chief shepherd a chief shepherd to be a great shepherd not a cheap shepherd so we are staying on that subject I think I saw this morning on the screen that you are taking some notes on the great shepherd give it to me baby (laughs) give it to me baby Every shepherd must desire everyone. And I think I spent a little time telling you who a shepherd is. And whatever type of shepherd you are, desire to be a great shepherd. Yes, Because that is the will of God for you. He said you are a city set on an hill. A what? A city. Not a village in a valley. I said you are not a village in a valley. You are a city set on a hill. Which cannot be hid. And in in the same breath he said. You are the light of Medina. Sorry. You are the light of Accra. You are the light of what? So nothing in your life allows you to be small. No matter what your background is. No matter how many witches are in your family per square meter. And I declare that nothing will stop you from becoming great. Some of you could not be great as students. Some of you could not be great as workers. Some of you could not be great in your area. Some of you could not be great in business and in your office. But I'm here to announce to you that by reason of the anointing, you shall be listed among the great shepherds. It will defy your family background. It will defy your gender. It will defy your skin color. Amen. Last week, 
every evening I entered the great auditorium to preach, white French men were clapping for me. How many? White. White French men. You have allowed your skin to determine your destiny. But from this conference, your skin will not be one of the markers of your destiny. Receive a new grace online. White Frenchman. The degree you couldn't have will not stop you from becoming a great shepherd. Hello? You, the English you can't speak will not stop you from becoming a great shepherd. You will use tree to be a national asset. I am imparting into your life what you need to defy the odds that are stacked against you. Whatever is against your rise in the ministry, this conference neutralizes in your life. Receive the power now. Receive it. You'll be great. Amen. You'll be great. Amen. I said you'll be great. Amen. What are you talking about? I went into a cathedral in France. It was built in the year 1030. What year? 1030. With basement and when you see the arches and the columns, you'll be afraid. 1030. The Tower of London was built around that time. 1030. Magnificent. And there were frescoes of Peter and John and Matthew. Frescoes. (laughs) I'm not insulting you. It's an English word. Somebody just came online. I want you, those of you online, to share this link with as many people as you can. Now, do it now. I'm commanding you. Do it now. Otherwise, somebody will steal that device. Do it now. We have joked with the ministry. And is it tomorrow morning or evening, I'll explain to you why you have joked with the ministry. But tonight, give me the point again. You are going to be a great shepherd. Now, now, if you will sit down. So when you stand, I get dizzy. (laughs) Now, you are a great shepherd. Number two, every shepherd must desire to become a great shepherd. Now, you are a great shepherd. Now, watch it. Watch it. What are the ingredients of a great shepherd? Number one, is that you have much knowledge and skill. Something is happening to me. Number B, you are a great shepherd when you have large numbers of sheep under your care. 
and see. You are a great shepherd when you have pastored successfully for many years. Now, these three ingredients will be found in you before you die. So, 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 with just one step logic, I could go on to help you to know how to gain much knowledge. That could be the next teaching. How to have knowledge. How many of you would like to know how to have knowledge? Yes. And the points are there. Then when I finish, I'll go on to show you how to acquire the skills of a shepherd. There's a chapter in this book, 35 skills of a shepherd. So I just turn to it and start reading. You are a great shepherd when you have large numbers of sheep. So all I, all I must tell you is that see me after the conference, I will arrange with you and give you all my crusade equipment and go to Medina number three and have a large crusade and you have a lot of members and you have a large number of sheep. That's how you have a lot of people. And then you are a great shepherd when you have pastored successfully. I, I feel something in my spirit. When you have pastored successfully for many years. So I could start by going into how to keep yourself as a minister. As a minister. How to make full proof of your ministry. Then I'll pick up a very important book called Ministerial Ethics. That's it. Then the conference is ended. But that is what we call one step logic. Which is the logic of animals. If you need grass, look for grass. If you need fish, look for fish. But in the kingdom of God, you will understand that there are what we call causal agents. That what you think is the cause is not the cause. That there are many invisible factors. So in the ministry, we call it the multi-step logic. So in the ministry, if you want your church to have money, you don't preach about money. That's the wisdom of an animal. If you want your members to pay tithes, run a series on Titan. Four weeks, they'll pay tithes. That's the wisdom of an animal. The wisdom of animals is one step. I feel like having sex. What do you do? Find any female whose vagina is exposed and jump on it. Whether it's your mother, your sister, your aunt. I should stop preaching. Okay, then let me end up. But the way you made your face is as if I'm saying something. That... I have pastored for many years. Each time I wanted Titan to go up in my church, I preached on Titan. And tithe spied. Only for three months. Sometimes two months. 
Oh, but I'll tell you, nobody has had the privilege to preach to me about tithes. Something more than preaching about tithes. Now, today, to be a great shepherd, you don't start by acquiring knowledge. You don't start by acquiring skills. You don't start by going to Medina number three to have a crusade. You need to understand what is called in life foundations and Paul said as a wise master builder I have laid the foundation and another man the others the inexperienced ones will come and do the lentil and columns and put some roofing seats on it. But the master builders are into foundation laying. Many of you are doing ministry that is not working. I have got leaders under me in this cathedral whose ministries are shriveling and shrinking and diminishing under me. And I'm sure you know that I have taught. I can teach. No teaching of mine has been able to change certain leaders under me. So that should tell you that it's not the acquisition and amassing of knowledge. No. So in this masterpiece, the writer devotes an entire section on the hearts. That's a master builder. Because the heart is the foundation. The heart is what has given you what you have. If you want things to change, change your heart. Can you believe that there are pastors all over the world who are listening to my podcast, audio podcast, and building mega churches all over the world? And I have got pastors here under me here who can do ministry. <laughs> so wonderful. So you will know that then it is not the presence or the existence of any body of knowledge. The heart. You see, without a foundation, you can build. But it is only a structure that is waiting for the next rain and the next wind. Without a foundation, you can build a house. A lot of things looking powerful have no foundation have no foundation. There are pastors and prophets, people who are online, 
gathering thousands, I mean, scriptures and shouting can give you online congregations. But foundation. So I want to talk to you about the heart. Because nobody has told you that your heart is responsible for the ministry you have and by extension, the life you have. Your heart. You may think it's because some, some pastors have small churches because nobody has touched them. It's not true. It's not true. If they wanted, if they had the right heart, they would look for knowledge. When I was in secondary school, mine was not in the 60s. In the 70s. In the 80s. My school, we didn't have good teachers. I could have sat in the school and had the day fe fe fe. D E D E F E E. But I rose up and traveled from Takradi to Accra. I had a heart that was longing to have knowledge. At the end of that A-level, we were somewhere in West Africa. From a school without proper teachers. Wake up. If you had a certain heart, you would have acquired the Macarius Library long ago. It's your heart. Your empty church is your heart. Your heart is empty. That is why your church is empty. When when you want you to stop preaching, just tell me I'll stop preaching. So, I want to talk about the heart as the center of your ministry. Your heart. Some of you preach powerfully. You teach very well. But it's not changing anybody. Because what you don't know is that you have a bitter heart. And the message is coming from your heart. So it's, it, you may not know, even though your grammar, your scriptures, explanation, yeah. So, but as it's coming, it's bitter and the people can't drink it. Your heart. Your heart is the center of your ministry. The human heart is a very large pumping organ in the center of the chest. It is that heart that pumps 
life to the entire body. So you will know that most people are the state of their heart. Like when I see you, it's the state of your heart. Actually, you look like the state of your heart. When I see you with a puffy face, your heart is in a certain condition that makes you puffy. When I see you unable to breathe well, your heart is in a certain condition that makes you unable to breathe well. Your feet, the state of your feet can be directly traced to the state of your heart. Makatusakata. Whether you can read what is on the board or not, it's traceable to the state of your heart. What is the center of your ministry? The center of your ministry is the choicest part of your ministry. It is the most essential part. Today, I am singling out the most essential part of your ministry. It's not your dressing. The most essential part of your ministry is not even the Bible you are reading. The most essential part of your ministry is not the messages you are listening to. Your heart is the most essential part of your ministry. It's doing more to you than you will ever know. It's wonderful that Bishop has written over a hundred books. It is in the art of shepherding book that he puts this section on the heart. Your heart is the center. It speaks of the foundation. It is there. Point number five. Your heart is the foundation. You are surprised your ministry is not working. Ah, I'm, I'm surprised you are surprised that you have got your wife and you are fornicating or committing adultery on top of your wife. And you are expecting your ministry to flourish. With an adulterous heart. Why do you want me to stop preaching? Please tell me the whole I'm saying that in my life. I'm, I'm not an old man. I have lived long enough to see pastors who can preach well with large churches. Pastors, when, I mean, you don't even know what he's doing, but he, he's carrying major anointings. I mean, I've lived long to see pastors who are not friendly. Because <laughs> a shepherd must be friendly. I said, a shepherd must be friendly to gather them around. That's what Bishop Lee was saying. Bring them around. I've lived long enough to see pastors who are not friendly 
with large churches. Because it's not friendliness. It's the hearts. Because of our human nature, we tend to overlook the hearts and make assessments by outward things. That's why we read that scripture in First Samuel. But outward aspects determine far less than the hidden hearts of the man. The center of every man's life and ministry is his heart. I want to, I'm on a campaign to correct your heart online. I'm on a campaign to correct your heart. That's what makes the ministry special. Did you know that there is no profession on earth like the ministry? There is no profession. Put all the 700,000 professions to the left. The ministry, the call of God is the only one on one side. You can fornicate and be a lawyer. You don't seem to understand the message I'm preaching. There are doctors who have sex with their patients in the consulting room. And their clinics are big. You can be a thief. And be a politician. A successful politician who lives and dies rich. But you can't be a thief and be a pastor. You can have a company. You sell spare parts. You can have a company you set up with you and your wife. And be having sex with your secretary in your car. And the spare parts business. Even now more will come from Korea. More spare parts from India. (laughs) Booming. Because selling spare parts has nothing to do with adultery. Or stealing money. But if you try it in the ministry... It will worry you because the ministry is the only profession that requires a clean heart. Why do you think we every morning and evening we ask God for forgiveness? Bankers don't ask God for, for, for forgiveness. The center of every man's life and ministry is the heart. It is out of the center of a thing that the issues arise. That is why many capital cities of the world are located in the center of their countries. Yes. 
There are many countries. The capital is at the center. Any country whose capital is at the border is not a very correct country. Can we go on? So in the Bible, you read about many hearts. One of them is the heart of the sea. The sea has a heart. It speaks of the innermost and deepest part of the sea. Exodus 15 and verse number 8. And with the blast of thy nostrils, the waters were gathered together. The flood stood upright as an heap. And the depths were congealed in the heart. Even the sea has a heart. And things happen in the sea because of its heart. I'm preaching to you. Whether you like it or not, I will preach to you. Even heaven, there's a place called the midst of heaven. The midst of heaven. It speaks of the innermost secret and intimate part of heaven. Listen to me. There's a mist. There's a center of everything. You cannot live your life disregarding the center. Deuteronomy 4 verse 11. And ye came near and stood under the mountain. And the mountain burned with fire unto the midst of heaven. It's a location. And it's a place where things happen. There's what we call the midst of the oak. A tree. Even a tree has a midst. Has a center. Second Samuel 18 verse 14. Then said Joab, I may not tarry. Thus with thee. And he took three darts in his hand. This is the killing of Absalom. And thrust them through the heart of Absalom. While he was yet alive in the midst of the oak. He was hanging around the middle of the oak tree. And, and other translations will say uh, um, daggers. Joab took three daggers. Zoom. Zoom. Because Absalom's heart was not different from the heart of the tree. So he joined the two hearts. <laughs> a human being shouldn't have the heart of a tree. I'm preaching. There's what we call the heart of the earth. It speaks of the innermost and deepest part of the earth. The heart of the earth. Matthew 12 and verse 40. But as Jonas was three days and three nights in the whale's belly, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart. You see, Jonah wasn't just anywhere. 
you may think that Jonah was in the belly of the whale in the sea. But he had died long ago and was in the heart of the earth. It's not a teaching on Jonah. So let's go on. (laughs) The heart of your life is the center of your life. Philippians 4 verse 7. King James Version. Philippians 4. And the peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds When God is keeping you, he keeps your heart. He doesn't keep your marriage. He doesn't keep your ministry. He doesn't keep your business. He keeps your heart because your heart is the source of your marriage. There's no business that doesn't care what your ministry is. He will keep your heart. And once your heart is kept, your ministry is kept. It will be wonderful tomorrow morning. Inshallah. Now, I want to show you in a few minutes before we end, because the time is up, how you can understand the spiritual heart. Because in... <clears throat> Did you know that every part of you has a spiritual part? You have got spiritual feet. Did you know that? You have a spiritual nose. You have a spiritual eye. You have a spiritual mouth. You have a spiritual hand. In Luke 16, Jesus told the story of a rich man who died. He was buried. But in hell, he lifted up his eyes. The rich man whose eyes were buried at Gethsemane still had eyes enough to lift in hell. He looked across the chasm and saw Father Abraham with Lazarus in his bosom. And he told Father Abraham, send Lazarus. Lazarus, but I thought Lazarus died and was thrown in the pit at mile seven. He said, send Lazarus that he might dip his finger. Finger? I thought we buried Lazarus and we buried his finger. No! You have a physical finger and a spiritual finger. That he might dip his finger in water and cool my tongue. The rich man in hell had the tongue. I thought we buried his tongue at Gethsemane. Ladies and gentlemen, the physical heart that is pumping in your chest has an equivalent in the spirit. And it is the same. 
You see how I'm preaching now? Somebody else who preached for the 20 minutes I've been preaching will be tired by now. Why do you think seven of us are walking from Ayimesa to Pediasi? By the time we get to where the wheels workers are, you are tired and we are continuing. Different hearts. Oh. I, you didn't hear me. I said, we leave Ayimesa at six o'clock and we are going to Pediasi. By the time we get to where the weed smokers on the right, on the left, where the rocks fall, if you go up a little, there's some weed smokers there. How is it possible that you will stop and then others are going on? Why? You are tired because your heart cannot sustain you. Ladies and gentlemen, in the journey of ministry, your heart is also responsible for the distances and the heights you can cover. Your heart. How healthy is your heart? So if you will sit down because we need to end. I've seen a sister at the back who is looking tired. So number one, Listen to this. The human heart is located at the center of your body. If we use moments of forces, moments of forces to determine the center of gravity of your body, it will be located exactly where your heart is. Why do you think very tall men fall easily? And thick and short men don't fall. (laughs) This shows that the spiritual heart is located in the same, in, in the center of a person's thoughts, words, actions, and ministry. You're at the center of your thoughts. At the center of your actions, your heart is what makes you behave the way you behave. Your heart is what makes you say the things you say. Hey, make pretty beer. When you hear somebody talking in a strong way, with passion, with fire, his heart is on fire. At the center, you see, your calm disposition, your cool disposition means your heart is a cold heart. A person's heart is the very foundation of his ministry. That is why the heart is so important. Everything that a person achieves depends on the heart. Every achievement in ministry is a heart. Katuka, tuka, 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 tuka. A big ministry is a heart. A small ministry is a heart. That's why I'm saying that we are not here to pile points on you. We are here to treat you properly as doctors. That your problem is not your nose, it's not your hands, it's not your big stomach. In fact, your stomach is big because of your heart. 
If you will sit down, eh, I will end the message right now. But when you stand, you make it difficult for me to preach. And we are at a conference. Note it. Note it. There's nothing like I'm just speaking. There's nothing like I'm just singing. There's nothing like I'm just, I'm, I, I just did something. There's nothing like, oh, it just came. No. At the center of your actions is your heart. Online. At the center of your actions is your heart. How you speak to your wife is your heart. That's what the best time to know what is in a person's heart is when the person is relaxed. And it's not very self-conscious. And it's just, that's why, uh, what is the name of that man? Uh, Amnon was killed when he was married. You, you are in your most relaxed state. Your true defenses show, or the lack of it. There's nothing. Oh, I just did some glow. Oh, we we, we just went. Uh, your, the ministry in that church building you are in is 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 the nothing is closer to your heart than the ministry. Nothing looks like your heart more than your ministry. The shabbiness of your church building shows the shabbiness of your heart. Number two, the human heart. If you will sit down, I'll finish right now. But when you stand, you, you, you make it difficult for me to minister God's word. The human heart is about as big as your cleansed fist. That's, that is a physical fact. The heart which is uh, pounding, poopoom, poopoom. The size of the heart in my chest is like the size of my fist, like this. this. This is really the heart. The size. And possibly even the weight. Your heart is not like 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 a uh, like a tennis ball or a golf ball and your hand is like this the size physically those who have done anatomy those who have who have done juju before you've killed somebody you look at the heart remember the heart what what you took out of the body (laughs) Uh, you've forgotten so soon i said if you remember what you took out of the body it's just that your hand if you do this, this is the size what does it mean listen to what it means in other words, your heart is as big as your hand. What does this mean? It shows that the works of your hands will only be as big as your heart. The larger your heart, the larger your hand. If you have the bigger heart, you will be able to do greater works with your hand. The work of your hand is the size of your heart. Only see a pastor pastoring a zoo. Some of you pastors want to only pastor sheep. But there's nothing like that. Mm, teaching. 
a good shepherd must relate with lions. David related with bears. You can't drive out everything and leave only sheep. I have got sheep. Beautiful sheep. I can see some of them. But you won't believe it. I've got snakes. I've seen a couple of them, two of them at the back. I've, 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 <laughs> I've got tigers. I saw one tiger at the back. I, don't, I can't see her now. A lady. She's more than a tiger. I saw her. I can't see her anymore. So when you see me organizing out of shepherding conference, you will know that some tigers are doing mobilization. Lions are around. Oh, okay. I've even seen the tiger. <laughs> but I can show. I can, this is a sheep. Beautiful sheep. This is a beautiful sheep. But the larger your heart, the, the more you accommodate highness, lions, and hope that they will metamorphose into sheep one day. And the metamorphose. Paul told Philemon about Onesimus that he was once upon a time useless, but now he is useful. You want only good members? Never. You must have a heart to accommodate sexy girls and change them one day to become pastors. But you, your type of heart, once you see a sexy girl, you must have an erection right now. Your heart is like the size of your penis. <laughs> okay, I, I won't I the meeting. a man, you should be able to have a very beautiful girl around you that you don't touch. Yes! Should we have liars? You know this person is a liar, but you are around. Ah, but that's what Bishop Nee was preaching about. If Jesus was to sack everybody, his ghost would have had to come to preach in Acts 2. The Peter who stood up, he was a liar, a, a crook. Yes. You want pure shepherds? Huh. You may need to be start pastoring dogs and cats. The size of your heart to accommodate people determines the size of your ministry. The size. Number three, the human heart contains blood, which contains all the nutrients. The heart contains the blood, and the blood contains all the nutrients. What does it mean? It means that those nutrients come from what you have eaten. This shows that your heart is affected by what you take in. 
your heart is affected. You will never have a heart very different from what you've taken in. I'm, I'm doing some work. I'm working with somebody right now. So I just took my phone to, take, to send a text. And I saw a, a, a tweet about some, some political tweet. I saw the, 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 the Lord said, remove it from there. It's useless. These things, if you put them in your heart. A pastor, you only be preaching against politicians. And no preaching will change them. No preaching will change them. Those who are good are good. Those who are devils, they are wild. They, they become even their horns and their, their fire and their teeth will be wilder. So remove it. The things you take in. The things you take in. The type of things you read on social media. The videos you watch. They are affecting your heart. Because the, the heart will only pump. You see, the heart contains the blood. And the blood is what contains the nutrient, which is what you eat. So everything you eat enters your heart. So your heart is only pumping what you eat. Right now, my spiritual heart is pumping to you what I've been eating all my life. Yes. contents of your spiritual heart are made up of what you have heard and received. Be careful what you hear. Be careful if you are a pastor. Remove yourself from useless pastors. Remove yourself from unbelievers. Remove yourself from people who, who don't help your agenda. That is if you have one. If you have one. Number three, number four, I'm ending now. The human heart works by receiving and then giving blood. That's how the heart works. It receives in diastole and gives in systole. That's all it does. This fact demonstrates how a person's life is affected by the heart. It is the blood that is received into your heart. That is pumped out. Say after me. The blood that is received. Is the blood that is pumped out. Say the blood that is received. Is the blood that is pumped out. You will receive something. And pump a different thing. What you receive is what you pump out. Be careful what you receive. I've had different people treat me in the most despicable way. But as I look back, I don't blame them. They received counsel. People spoke to them. Some of whom are sitting here. But a a shepherd must have a large heart. Never be surprised by anybody's behavior. Never be surprised. The output is determined by the. That's why you must be very careful the company you keep because they will determine what accompanies you. 
the human heart pumps blood to the furthermost and distant part of the body. Like my finger. If you press your finger right now, you see, you see that your, your tip will become pink. If you press it now, you see the tip become pink. There's blood there. The blood didn't come from the air. It's your heart. Its work reaches the farthest, smallest part. What does it mean? What does it mean? It's frightening what it means. If you will sit down, I'll tell you what it means. It means that the smallest part of your life is affected by your heart. No part of your life is exempted. No part of your life. You may think that, oh, because of my heart, my, 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 my bitter heart, whatever, it's what made me do that in the church. No. You go into the person's marriage, you go into the person's business, you go into the person's relationships. That same behavior is there. If it's not there, it's just about to come. Because there's a syndrome called Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. If you Google it, you see Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. It's a book written by Robert Louis Stevenson. Those who read, read a little. R.L. Stevenson. It's, it's a man with a split personality. Some call it a manic depressive disorder. Some call it a schiz, schizophrenic or schizoid personality. That's it. Half of the person is good. Half of the person is bad. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. A nice person. But he's also a killer. It doesn't exist in normal life. Except in mental conditions. A normal person, what you are in church is what you will be at work. What you've done to your pastor is what you will do to your wife. It's just a matter of time. So when you see somebody manifesting somewhere, be afraid to go near him. Because a snake is a snake. As you think that he's a snake to that man, but as for you, he's your friend. I give you time. The best gift you can give a person is time. Number six, and I'm ending now. The human heart gives life to the whole body by pumping oxygenated blood to all parts of the body. This shows us that the heart of a person is what releases life, joy, and peace. Are you, are you relaxed? No, if you don't grow wild, before you know that, that woman on the screen has now appeared physically, has come to your office, is serving you tea. Before you know it, you are what, and it began when you were preaching. Because that's a very nice picture. I'm guarding my heart. I can't, I'm having a conference. I can't preach to you after going to commit adultery. Then tomorrow, I'm coming to preach about what? Heart or carburetor. The human heart, it pumps oxygen. It pumps oxygen. 
Everywhere. The finger. Look. Every little part of your body. Here. Everywhere. The heart. Everything. Finger is a heart. Toe is a heart. Nose is a heart. Ear is a heart. Elbow is a heart. Which means that the oxygen must reach everywhere. Therefore, what does it mean? It's a heart. That also supplies your joy, your peace, your well-being, your, 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 your sanity. It's from your heart. It pumps it everywhere and sustains your body. May the peace of God keep your heart. May the joy of the Lord keep your mind. May the hand of God rest on you. Amen. Receive a good heart. I receive it. Ah, it is here. I didn't even know. When the content of the human heart is contaminated, the contamination is pumped out to affect the entire body. That's why you can even have some condition of the heart. Maybe some rheumatic valvular disease. And there's some, some growth on the heart. When we give antibiotics, that goes through the blood everywhere because those things can seed all that micro, mi- microorganisms in other parts. There is nothing like pollution in your heart that goes only to your toe. You don't seem to understand me. There's nothing like your heart has been polluted by some germs and the pollution went only to the tip of your nose. It goes everywhere it's just a matter of time one area may be affected first and the area may be affected next some area may be affected finally but every area every area that is why you must be very careful to accommodate bitter people around you yes yes they will pollute anything around them what he has done to his pastor it's just a matter of time. You see that will happen to his wife. You see it will happen to the children. You see that he he will begin to have conflict with his father-in-law. Because the heart pumps blood to every area. I'm saying again, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde is a mental condition. In normal life, what you are in the first room is what you will be in the last room. Some may manifest early, some may manifest late, but for you, be very careful. Be very careful. Yes. 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 I've seen one, a two, a three. The human heart gets sick when it has a high fat diet. What in normal parlance we call cholesterol. The human heart gets sick when it is fed with a high fat diet. This shows that the heart of a pastor gets sick when he receives too many messages on riches and comfort and ease. Fatty diets. 
don't go back to your church and preach fatty meals. The body of Christ has experienced heart conditions because of the diet. Any Christian sitting in the church who doesn't move to serve God gets sick and dies. Look, there are many people sitting in churches. They are physically in the church. They, are, they died four years ago. Spiritually a whole church can be dead. Jesus wrote a letter to a church. He said, I write to you because you are dead. Fire revelations. The reason I'm writing to you, and, and not a pastor, not a deacon, entire church, I write to you this letter because you are dead. Can I continue? There are two more. No, the way you are sitting, like you want you to stop. As you preach. Preach. It's a good word. The human heart is prone to disease in a body that gets little exercise. That is physically. Forget about spirit and church. Anyone, normal life, who doesn't get physical, who doesn't exercise physically, like walking to pediatrics. You get sick. The heart gets sick. I, mean, I don't need to walk to pediatrics because the preaching alone is like going to Insawom. This preaching I've not been seeing. It's like going to Insawom. I've gone to Insawom. I'm already, I'm returning. <laughs> <laughs> Wallahi. <laughs> this truth shows us how the spiritual heart gets sick when it has received a lot of good feeding of the word but has not put it into practice hmm? that's why I said the word that is useful to you is the word you use any scriptures you don't use will never be useful to you. Do you hear what I'm saying? Your business is collapsing. You are going to get scriptures from Nehemiah and, 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 and Psalm 102. Nehemiah and Psalm 102. <laughs> if you have not used that scripture and taught it in a home cell, it will never be useful to you. A thousand shall fall at my side. Ten thousand on my right side. It shall not come near my dwelling place. And they are coming too. Yeah. Because the scripture you use is the only scripture that will be useful to you. That's why when David was going to fight, he was given an armor. He said, I have not what? Used it before. But what have I used before? Stones. So he picked the stones. And the first round, Goliath was down. May the scriptures you use bring down your Goliath. May the word of God you use bring down the situation in your church. Amen. Go out and send your members to preach. Yes. Exercise. 
I'm sure you know your pastor has taught you that it's only in the natural that a baby's life is determined by how long it has lived. Six-month-old baby. Seven-month-old baby. It doesn't happen in the spirit. In the spirit, you can be 10 years in Christ and you are still a baby. And many Christians are dying of heart sicknesses. Can you believe it? I would never in my right mind write a scripture like Hebrews 12 and verse 5. 5 and verse 12. What you say? Never. It doesn't mean, I, I can't, I can't, I, I don't know how that, that scripture, Hebrews 5 and verse 12. I, I mean, what, what, how? How is it possible that teaching is what makes a person mature? If you ask me, I would say staying in church long. Being humble. But the Bible says that the only thing that transitions you from babyhood to adulthood is teaching, not singing, not playing drums, not playing instruments, not, not, not leading prayer. Teaching! I pray that from today, pastors, next week, I'm starting my first Friday evening service. First. So here we have Friday evening service, Saturday evening service, Sunday morning, afternoon, evening service. I'm, I'm working. I'm working. The more, so my spiritual heart is very active. And I wire on Sunday morning, watch yellow suits, magician, magician. A grown up, grown up like you. You have one church service in, the, in a building, you have taken your church members' money to build. You have one service in that building. You wait. The slaps you are going to receive, you. Next week, Friday. To be jamming down there. Tell your neighbor, get busy. Get busy. And, and it's true. You see how I was talking about people work a little, they are tired. Today, shepherds, a little work, they are tired. Pastors, a little, they are tired. A little, they are tired. A little, they are there. A little, we can't find. A little. But those who make things happen, they work day and night. I went to the Airbus factory. And one of the places we entered was the Concord. What? You see, that's a result of work. Every type of work. They go fast. Half of the plane is machines. A play which is like a, it breaks the sound barrier after one hour. It's just like the whole play will be shaking. Then, then when, when it breaks the sound barrier, they share champagne and they are clapping their hands. They, 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 there's, there's champagne for breaking Mark II. You cannot even break your, 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 your root, your root. 
your road. You can't cross your road. There's no barrier you can break. Any obstacle in your ministry has to set you back or put you down. They are breaking sound barriers. A journey which takes an ordinary plane eight hours will take the Concord three hours. Sharp! You can go from Germany to New York and return within 12 hours. What lie? And look at you. You cannot even have two services. Shame on you. You cannot even do outreach. Two days back to back. Small thing you are tired. And you are not even 40 years. Why? Your spiritual heart doesn't exercise. What I'm doing, I can do from morning till evening. From morning, I can start from the morning and talk till night. And I'm normal. If I stop, it's because of you. I've seen your face. That's why I've stopped. Go back and work. Go back and exercise. Go back and work. How can you take poor church members' money to build a church building and you have one service in, the, in, in, in a week? You wait and see what will happen to you. Well, you, you call it celebration service. Do you know what to celebrate? Do you know what to celebrate in the church? Celebration service. And finally, the human heart is more prone to disease in a body. If you will sit down, I'll read this last point. If you will sit down. Makutaka. The human heart is more prone to disease in a body that takes in alcohol. What does it mean? The spiritual heart is affected by intoxicants like the pleasures of this world which multiply deceptions and delusions in our lives. Clap your hands. Watch out. Watch out. Pastors, leaders, choir leaders, ushers leaders, whatever leader, be very careful. Stay away from things that take you away from sobriety. Stay sober. As a human being, Oh, you will stray into things that will intoxicate you, that will attempt to influence you. But when you notice it, come out. Come out. You must never be under any influence. Not money, not a man, not a group, not a woman. 
The only influence, that is why the Bible says, as soon as he said, be not drunk with wine, the next thing is, but be filled with the spirit. The only influence that is allowed to uh, in a shepherd's life is the Holy Ghost. But many of you know that you are not being influenced by the Holy Spirit. A demon-possessed leader in the church has now captured you. You are now like some zombies. And the person's influence has directed you to now live against your pastor. Beautiful playing. Well done. Very good. Very, very, very good. Are you married? You're not married. See me after church. There are many influences. There are many influences. I've lived long. I'm not an old man. I've lived long enough to see good people change to become something you can recognize because of influences. That's why I say be sober. Be sober. Be vigilant. Be vigilant means be alert. Be, be, be alert. Be, always make sure you are in the lookout for what is going to influence you negatively. Because they are around. They are in church members. They are in pastors. They are in your enemies. They are in reverence. They are in bishops. They are in they are instrumentalists. They are in the politicians. They are in the air. They are in your family. They are in your auntie. They are in your mother. They are in your father. They are in your sisters. Be sober and be vigilant. Otherwise, your family member can pollute your heart against your pastor, against your church. Some of you sitting here in this conference, you are almost a basket case. Almost. Almost a basket case. You have, you have subjected yourself to, to a barrage of poisonous influence. You are not yourself. A lot of pastors are not themselves. They are not normal anymore. It could be me. It could be me. It could be you. I remember in the year 2020 when all sorts of stories were flying about, about lighthouse and the media, social media. I was in my bathroom very early that time. The Holy Spirit told me clearly I don't want to catch you reading anything on social media about this, what is going on. So you hear? Yes, I've heard. Never. Never. Because the pastors behaving that way, some of them were more loyal in the church than even I was. You must be vigilant. Look out for the next sexual pervert about to use you for dessert. 
as you are singing for the Lord, say vigilance. Yes, yes, yes. And I mean it. I say that be vigilant because your heart can easily pick something which will now become what controls you. So you are no more sober. But the Bible says be sober. That is, make sure you don't come under the influence of anything. Make sure. Because we are ministering with our hearts. And your heart cannot, will not do well. If it takes in too much alcohol. I'm so glad that in your entire confused life, at least you've got someone to bring you to a conference like this once in your lifetime. So can you clap your hands for Jesus? I'm so happy. I'm so happy. For once, you've got someone to influence. I'm happy that you are online. And I mean you. Happy you are online. As we go on, be very careful. Be very careful. Your personal problems can, can, can influence you not to even be a good pastor to your church members. Be vigilant. That's the word. Be vigilant. The things arranged around to control you, to influence you, they are a lot. Be very careful what you read on social media. Be very careful what video you, 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 you watch on social media. Be very careful who you chat with. These are all alcoholic influences. Before you know it, you are no longer sober. You played with a girl a little. Here, there, there, a little. Now you can't break away from the girl. Yeah. You are having sex with the girl as if she's married to you. Meanwhile, your wife is in... Uh, uh, what's the name of that thing? Uh, Anyako. Doing national service. As I see you, as I see you, my only assumption about you is that you are not under any influence. I hope you are not under any influence. I hope so. As I see you, my only assumption is that you are not under any influence, except the legitimate relationships that goad you on and guide you on and lead you on in the perfect will of God. Yes. I pray that you are not like a Judas in the twelve, among the twelve and when you, then you, as you are there you are eating, suddenly you, you get up and you, you say, I'm going to toilet. I'm going to toilet. I'm going to toilet. I'm going to toilet. Meanwhile, it's not toilet you are going to. You, the, 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 the Christ and the high priest are in the cure somewhere as if they are sticking lotto. But they are waiting for you to come and give you a 30 piece of silver and you are holding your order. To- I'm going to toilet. Toilet. Toilet has caught me. Toilet has caught me. Meanwhile, it's not toilet. It's your evil heart. That's why the Bible says, stay away from pollutions. Stay away from pollutions. How do you stay away? Just be vigilant. It means be alert from your wife, from your husband, from your child, from your bank account. 
I sent someone to my bank account a few hours ago. The report the person brought, I almost couldn't preach. But I am vigilant. (laughs) You wouldn't know where the alcohol is coming from. You wouldn't know where the influence is coming from. You will not know where the intoxicant is coming from before you know you are a Judas. Can you stand to your feet? Is it possible? To stand? Online, clap your hands. I can hear you online. Online, clap your hands. Your heart. Your heart. Stay away from pollutions. Stay, it will worry you. You may think it's just the ministry, but soon it will enter every area. I said the heart doesn't pump blood only to the kidneys or only to big muscles like your back muscle or your buttocks. Any small thing in the once it's including your hair follicle, the, the heart is there. Can you lift your hands? You must go. Pray for yourself. Change my heart, Lord. Change my heart. Yes. Touch my heart. Change our heart, O God. Touch our heart tonight. Put your left hand on your heart and your right hand up. What your heart receives is what it pumps out. The size of your heart is the size of your hand. The work of your hands is determined by the state of your heart. Touch my heart. Touch my heart. Don't be surprised. Touch my heart. Mashadaba tonight. Mashoketoni Change my heart, oh God. Change my heart. There is no mystery. Tonight. There is no mystery. It's a heart. Tonight. A new heart. Create in me. There is no mystery. Oh, Change my heart, create in me, O oh God, a clean heart, a clean heart. Mashaka Tosha, let the let the Toshet, Repapa Shokate, Impress Katabaha, O God, tonight, 
Change my heart. Change my heart. Change my heart. Touch my heart tonight. Oh yes. Oh. Andala baba suka baba. Lakata toshina baba. Le baba baba shatoni mone. Lika shataba doshe. Never the same again. Oh, mashakata. Change my heart, oh God. Transform my heart, oh God. Create in me a clean heart. Touch my heart tonight. Hey, pashoni mone. Lakata dada doshe. Lakata doshe. Oh, pashatoni ma. Le pashataboni ma. Le papashokate. Lakata doshi manama. Le prashatani Online, listen to me. For the longest time during the COVID lockdown, most nations spent a large chunk of their budget not on anti-COVID drugs, but on contact tracing. It was more important than dishing out medicines. When they saw you with COVID. Biochemically proven COVID. They went on to look at anybody who had you had contacted or had contacted you. And they went on to isolate all of them. Why? Because a certain condition you can come can you can be in can be traced directly to somebody you contacted. When I do contact tracing in certain areas of my life, nothing surprises me. I'm stretching my finger to you to warn you. Be very careful. Christ said, be careful how you hear. beautiful thing in your life can end suddenly because of an intoxicant you took in. A woman you allowed into your life. A man you allowed into your life. A pastor you allowed into your life. A church brother you allowed to spend 30 minutes sitting in your house. It marked the end of her life. Which life doesn't have problems? Which life 
doesn't have problems. I want you to lift up your two hands. And we're yes, going Lord. to pray. Yes, Lord. Again. Yes, Lord. That God will grant us. Yes. You know, please, if you put your hand down, I'm very sorry. You're, you're not children to be asked to raise your hand, put your hand down, raise your hand, put your hand down. Please forgive me. I respect you. But I just wanted to show you Isaiah 7, verse 15. Just, just, that's why. It's not that I don't respect you. Isaiah 7, verse 15 see there butter and honey shall he eat that he may know to refuse the evil and choose the good there is evil if the life has got speakers roof light microphone hair shoe Toe, shirt, bag, car. There's something in the world called evil. And your attitude towards evil must be to refuse evil, not to embrace evil as a shepherd. But it's not as simple as refusing evil. You must be on a certain diet. Butter and honey. That's not the subject of this conference. But I'm just showing you that. It doesn't just happen. Which means that without eating butter and honey, most people will choose evil. Embrace evil. You must be on a specific meal to be able to refuse. So many people you know have embraced many evils as they are standing around. We are lifting up our hands and we are now asking God for mercy. Say what? Say mercy. Mercy. Because how many people can have butter? Oh, mercy. Lord. How many? How many? Have Even mercy. house of cocoa now. One house of cocoa is three cities. Then Kose, one is now two cities. Just a little cocoa and Kose is five Ghana. Why will you government to buy butter? So we are asking God for mercy. Oh, mercy. Cry to God now mercy, for mercy. Lord, have mercy. Mercy. Tonight. To help you. Out to you, Lord, have mercy. Evil is coming yeah. tomorrow. I said, evil Let is coming tomorrow. Mercy, Lord, have mercy. Evil is coming this have year. Mercy on us, Lord. You will hear Le evil. You will see evil. But ask God for mercy. Yeah. Mercy, mercy, Lord. Tonight, have mercy on us. Oh, 
Mercy Lord, Mercy Lord, Mercy Lord, tonight we cry out and we ask for God. Mashadaba, the Lord, Mashadaba, the Lord, you will show mercy. Masalaba, let us have mercy tonight. Mashakatosha, Repa Payinima, Yempe Kataba, Yetata Yedemona, Yetata Satan is surprised. He never believed that God will get you at this time. If your hand is up, wherever you are, please come to me in front here now. Come. 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 Yes. God bless you. God bless you. Come. Come on. God bless you. God bless you. Come. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Where Jesus is calling, His grace will be Let's close our eyes and let's join our brothers and our sisters in a simple prayer of salvation. It's a call to salvation. Those in front, please lift up your two hands and say this after me. Say, Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, I ran to you today. I ran to you today. I realize, I realize that I'm far from you. That I'm far from you. That you are not in my life. That you are not in my. You life. are not my Lord. You are not my Lord. You are not my master. You are not my master. Today, today, I humble myself. I humble myself and surrender my life, surrender my life to you. To you. Dear Jesus, dear Jesus, receive me, receive me, Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, make me your child, make me your child. Please wash me, please wash me, please wash me, please wash, please wash my sins, wash my sins. I've done many bad things, I've done many bad things. Please wash me, please wash me. From today, from today, I turn my back to the world, I turn my back to the world, and I face Jesus, I face Jesus as my Lord. As my Lord, as my master, as my master, I'm born again. I'm born again. Please wash me. Please wash me. with the blood of Jesus. 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 And make me new. And make me new. And make me pure. And make me pure. 
Jesus name. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You know something? You've taken a very special decision. It's a very special decision. And no good pastor will leave you to just go. Because you are a baby now, spiritually. And you need to be helped. So I've got my pastor, my lady pastor. She's very good with new converts. She will talk to you. She will tell you what to do. She will give you some scriptures. Take your number, call you. And if you came from a church, she's going to call the pastor who brought you and help for your establishment and your, 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 your true salvation, I should say. So kindly follow me and let's go to the pastor there. Oh, clap your hands for them. Keep clapping your hands. Oh, online, clap your hands. And you may please be seated. We trust that you have been mightily blessed and affected by the word of God preached by Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo. Do join one of our lovely services from the Mackinac Cathedral near Valley View University, OUB, Accra, this and every weekend at 7.30pm on Saturdays, as well as 7.30am and 12 noon on Sundays. Connect with Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo on Facebook Live, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and on your favorite podcast app. Thank you for joining us. God bless you.